The most generous man on the Washington Nationals beat joins us as he does every single week. It is Matt Wyrick of NBC Sports Washington. I am the host of the Locked on Nationals podcast, Josh Neighbors. It is Patrick Corbin day slash night slash podcast, whatever. That's good or bad, depending on your perspective. But we're going to get down to the bottom of this. We're going to talk about Patrick Corbin, the struggles, and where, and most importantly, where do the Nationals go from here? Because it's quite the quandary. That's coming up on today's show. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, once again, I am Josh Neighbors of Locked On Nationals. Joining us, it is Matt Wyrick of NBC Sports Washington. Uh, so, Matt, you were at one game out of the three games, not saying you're lazy, but you were at the one game that we're, that's really going to focus on this weekend, which was the Friday night Patrick Corbin start. First of all, how are you? And second of all, your thoughts just initially on the start of the night? I'm doing well, man. Uh, you know, only got to go out there for one game, but, uh, you know, the Nationals – didn't play super well throughout the weekend. So, you know, it was kind of the same result uh, all three games. But Corbin uh, was pretty roughed up uh, in Friday night start uh, against the Giants. Only went one and two thirds innings. Couldn't make it past the second as he allowed all seven runs that the Nationals gave up in that game in that seventh inning. Uh, a couple of tough luck hits for sure, uh, but did give up a three run home run to Austin Slater, his first home run of the year. It was also Corbin's first home run allowed of the season, despite the fact that he had gotten off to a slow start. So it was just an all-around bad outing for him. And uh, ultimately, you know, the Nationals are still looking for answers there. So we're at the point now where it's like we're entering the second season of this being bad. Actually, you said you had some numbers. So so hit us. Just sure. give us the numeros. Because I talked about individual pitches yesterday and how the, I mean, the, the numbers and the individual pitches themselves really bad. What kind of facts do you have for us tonight? Here are the results. Uh, since the start of the 2020 season, Patrick Corbin leads the major leagues in losses, runs, and hits allowed. His ERA and whip are both the highest among all pitchers with at least 200 innings. That's 60 starters over that span. And he's been worth negative 0.3 B-war which is ranked 58th out of those 60 and 1.4 F war, which is ranked 55th. So he is anyway, you behind it uh, in war. I think Madison Bumgarner was one Jordan Lyles uh, was there. Uh, I think I have the fan graphs one here. So yeah, at least Lester, there's one other, one other bad half. contract we can think about on this one. Madison Bumgarner. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. It, it's no matter how you slice it, you know, he, he does not look good. Um, his, his slider, which was one of the most effective pitches in baseball, uh, has really fallen off. Uh, his velocity on the pitch was supposed to be back this year, but the early returns on that are that his velocity is actually down from even last year, which mm -hmm. was down from the year before, which was down from the year before that. So overall, that pitch has really become a liability for him rather than a weapon, uh, and his inability to set up the fastball. Uh, has really hindered him in just kind of all aspects of this game. Well, I would say, you know, the, the fastball part of it, you're right. Let's talk about that pitch because to me, that pitch has to be effective to set up the slider, right? 
that pitch is supposed to be the, I know what's coming. I can't hit it pitch. But if the other stuff is so horrible, that makes that one pitch that, you know, that slider usually does not end up in the zone, right? It's a pitch that you kind of typically speaking, you land outside. Yes, but it should, but, um, or, you know, it's, it's going to share the part of the plate that's supposed to be like, or in around out of the zone, right? You know, mm-hmm. just kind of on the edge on the corner, whatever. But if you can't get there, if you can't work and get ahead, and, and that's the one thing I've mentioned, you know, seen a lot too. Like if you're not getting to those two strike counts, it's ball game. It's it's over for you. And he has not figured out a way, in my opinion, to to you know make those pitches more effective. I, I was looking at the numbers um, yesterday. This is from Baseball Savant on you know on with these you know what the the numbers are on these pitches. But people are hitting three sixteen off the slider, which like not terrible, horrible, awful disaster. But if this is your wipeout pitch that's made you all the money, it's made you. That's that's bad. Then you look at the fastball. Teams are hitting four twelve off that. Um, and then the, the sinker 391, the changeup, which he's only used a handful of times is still 500 off the changeup. Like, you know, it, it's, it's a disaster in, in every single sense. Like it is a, there is no pitch really that's working for him very effectively, at least to its standards. And the big emphasis that both he and Davey Martinez talked about coming into this year was getting down the zone was he was mm-hmm. leaving too many pitches up. It's why he was allowing so many home runs. They said, you know, he's got a sinker too that he mixes in there. Uh, you know, the slider, the fastball, he wants them all down. And of the seven hits that he allowed in Friday night start, six were in the upper two quadrants of the zone. If you divide it into the nine, the three by three uh, seg- segments there, it was in the top two, all but one of the hits allowed. So he was up in the zone the whole time. He was falling behind hitters early. You know, he had, like I said, a couple of tough luck, hit- luck hits. And if you look at that expected batting average on the slider, even though he's over- allowed over 300, uh, players to hit against it his expected batting average is like a 167 on the slider so it should be playing a little bit better than it is uh, but it, it's down in revolutions per minute it's down in velocity and it's up in the zone and that's just not going to be a recipe for success for him and you know when asked about it after the game uh, you know he kind of just said he was quote still searching uh, which is really not what you want to hear uh, from Corbin at this point when we're in year three now of these struggles uh, and he still has two years after the season left on the deal. I mean, the Nationals are going to keep trying him out there every five days. Davey Martinez said as much in his post-game press conference. But, right. uh, you know, you have to think that at a certain point, you've got to do something, whether it's move him to the bullpen or consider, you know, a salary dump type trade or something like that, or even a DFA. Um, but the Nationals, you know, I mean, for right now, you really have nothing to lose. You know, they're not expected to win ball games anyway. So, you know, if you can send him out there every five days to, you know, eat six innings, that's great, but he's also got to throw six innings. He did not do that on Friday night. He's got to throw five. Like he, yeah. what, he's been over five once this year. Uh, yeah, he hasn't reached six. I know that. And so um, you know, this is like like that. That's what I'm talking about here because there's there are so few options for starting pitching for them right now. They are really up against it, and, and I think that's I think that's that's um, on them. Um, they can't blame anybody else but themselves for not going out and getting more arms. When they signed, when they were on the hunt for Anibal Sanchez, and I saw they were moving towards that deal, I was like, "This is not good." Because that, the, you know, if that's just it, and you're not going to go elsewhere, like that's not good enough. They're, they're starting pitching last year was not good enough, and when your manager was out there complaining about the usage of the bullpen last year because the starting pitching wasn't doing you enough good, what did you do to fix that? You didn't do anything to fix that, and sure. 
there was hopes for Patrick Corbin to turn it around, but you can't be just banking on that. And so now they're in a situation where, you know, this weekend that none of their three pitchers made it into the fifth inning. None of them did. And that (laughs) can't happen. Like this, this is look, they're not supposed to be good. I get it. This is still a major league ball club and they've got guys pitching like triple a pitchers out there. I think that might be a harsh assessment, but that's, that's the reality right now. Those guys don't, it looks like they brought somebody up to pitch the second game of a doubleheader. Every single game this weekend is what it looked like. The Nationals bullpen leads all bullpens in innings pitched uh, thus far this year. I and mean, was good. The used... first two games, two 12 innings, one earned run. So, yeah, no, good. I mean, they actually, for most of last week, they were the bullpen was pretty much lights out. Yes. Uh, even in these long relief roles, I mean, we saw Erasmo Ramirez pitch a couple of innings at one point, Paolo Espino pitching multiple innings. You know, they were really relying on guys to kind of bridge these short starts. And to their credit, they were doing really well up until that really that ninth inning uh, on Sunday uh, when they gave up, I believe it was six runs or whatever in the ninth uh, to kind of take that game, you know, blow it out of the water. But, you know, it, the, the starters need to be giving them more innings. The the This is a, like we've talked about before. It's a trend across baseball, but the Nationals especially have really struggled to get that out of their starters. You know, Adone has had shown flashes of, of you know, promising signs same with Josiah Gray but you're right you know the Nationals really needed to this offseason bring in an innings eater and you know that was kind of what Corbin was supposed to be this year it's kind of what he was supposed to be last year along with John Lester and they just really haven't seen that out of him you know he's been healthy but he just hasn't been effective enough to give them innings go deep into games and to give their bullpen a break you know because when you have a bunch of young pitchers like they do I mean outside of Corbin uh you know Anibal Sanchez hasn't pitched yet uh, Josh Rogers is, you know, in his mid to late twenties, same with Eric Fetty. I think actually Eric Fetty's maybe even 30 now. Um, he, yeah, he just tw- still feels like, yeah. yeah, he feels like a, you know, forever 26 year old guy to me. Um, but he is 29. Will, know, he'll turn. Yeah. He's, he just turned. Yeah. He turned. He's 29. But overall the rotation is either young or old. There isn't a whole lot of in between. And that's kind of what Corbin is supposed to be is, is just kind of the guy who they can lean on every five days to give him innings. And so far, you know, he hasn't done that. And it pains me uh, to say that, you know, I don't, I don't love, you know, yeah, no, nobody, that, nobody. Well, I mean, they, you know, this it guy, is what it is. he's such, he was such a meaningful part of the 2019 championship. I mean, you know, that that's, we'll, we'll get, let's get to the bullpen stuff here in one second. First quick word from our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you by bet online and BetOnline.net. It's your number one source for all things, betting stats, sports info, and more. You guys can find them at bet online and BetOnline.net. Uh, baseball, NBA playoffs, uh, NHL playoffs, the Washington Capitals, Matt, right? Who's a first round oh, matchup? Yeah. I haven't even looked yet. Who's a first they, round Well, it depends on if they can pass the Penguins in the Metro or the Bruins for the top wild card, but they can play either the Panthers, the, Ooh, uh, Don't want that. the Canes or the Rangers. Oh. So anyone but the Panthers oh, really, the that's, Canes have just that's lost. That's also, so, so they've lost, they've lost heartbreaking series to two of those teams. And the third yep. one is really good. So, well, you might want to bet against the, the Capitals in these playoffs, uh, you can do so at Bet Online and BetOnline.net. Bet Online, it is where the game starts. All right, so Matt, you know, the, a reason why Patrick Corbin is so beloved is because he was a member of the 2019 championship team. And what was one thing he did very well in the playoffs? You know, we always say, what do you do in the playoffs? Work backwards, right? Bring your best guy out first. Well, their pen wasn't very good. So who they bring out? Patrick Corbin. That was the guy they brought out. And he was so good in that role. Um, if you were Dave Martinez, now we're not, we know there's so much going in, but let's just say, you know, put your manager cap on. 
would you, would you go to the pen and say, all right, we're going to either sign somebody in the free agency or whatever to bring somebody to start games. This just isn't working. Or would you say, you know what? We're so bad and he's got to figure it out. We're just going to keep tossing about there every five days. Which way would you go? Well, I mean, it definitely depends on the payroll constraints that ownership is putting on the team right now. You know, mm-hmm. they're operating with a payroll that's about 50 million lower than their usual standards from their contending years. So, uh, you know, if if that's kind of the limit that they're at, they really don't have many options. You know, if, if they had signed a guy like Andrew Heaney, you know, going into the, in the offseason, he was a guy who, you know, kind of like a, a buy low candidate uh, who could turn things around. He's actually been great for the Dodgers so, so far, though he is on the injured list. Uh, you know, somebody like that could have been great, but they don't have them. Uh, so, you know, if I'm Dave Martinez, I don't really see any other option other than starting him. Uh, you know, you're paying him this kind of money. It's a lost year anyway. Uh, you know, yes, it's brutal to watch at times, but, you know, if if he can, you know, take some time and work something out, you know, it, it can only go up from here. So, you know, there for me, there's really no point uh, in, in trying to make a drastic decision like moving him to the bullpen or something like that. Uh, because you really are losing any chance of of getting any kind of semblance of value out of him, and I know a lot of fans want to give up on him already, but you know he's he's got a long ways to go. They're they're going to be paying him for another two years after this, and I'm sure there's deferred money in there. Uh, so you know that's a you don't want to admit it's a sunken cost until you absolutely have to. And if the Nationals aren't contending for a playoff spot, there is no need to, you know, try to, to change things around. Now, if you want to take a step forward next year and you decide over the offseason to move into the bullpen and give them the whole winter to, you know, convert into that role, okay, I think that makes sense. But until you are ready to try and make that leap, I see no reason to take him out of the rotation. I mean, Tanner Roark's available. You go sign Tanner Roark, <laughs> put him in the starter. You know, it's I, – I, I, yeah, I mean, I just think it's <laughs> it's painful to watch somebody you're paying that much money to almost get worse. Because so his so what was it uh, not his last start but the start previous, you know I do Nationals tweeted something like Patrick Corbin has got us in the game, yeah or something he, like he that kept us in to, it or something like that and yeah. I'm like gave us this a dude to win. gave yeah. us a chance to win like this like this guy's getting paid nearly a hundred million dollars yeah. the next three years we're like tweeting about how he's giving the Nationals a chance to win like. That's, you know, tweet beside, like it just, it, it can't happen. So I am, I am unlike you. I'm, I am more towards like do something drastic because anything to get this guy back on any kind of track. And I mean, any kind of track is like that one start he had where his kept it, kept us in a win. It is not enough for me. I, I mean, like stringing, string single good innings together in the bullpen or being a long reliever or taking the Austin Voth role, or, you know, whatever it is. I think it's worth doing if the Nationals could go out, you know, like sign two guys who are starting pitchers and just slide them in the rotation. I mean, you're throwing out, a, you know, you're throwing out, not the same column scrubs, but like you're throwing out a bunch of guys right now who are either trying to prove themselves or are young guys or are trying to hold on to their spots or whatever. Like this is, you know, Aaron Sanchez started the game for the other day. Um, is he going to start again for them this week? I know there's an empty. I believe spot. Josh Rogers has been pushed to the bullpen uh, for for at least one turn of the rotation while Aaron so, Sanchez gets another start. There you go. So like, so if, if we're going to give Aaron Sanchez chances and, you know, push Josh Rogers to the pen and do these kinds of things, you know, you're admitting a defeat to a certain extent. Like this team is not going to win. <laughs> Look at the rotation. Look who's in it. They're not going to win games. Those guys right now. So I am more towards the, 
idea of maybe pull the trigger on something drastic. Once again, I know it sounds drastic to say something like that, but anything to get this guy's mojo back. And it would not, in my opinion though, you wouldn't be doing it as a permanent move. So I hear what you're saying about the off season thing of, of like trying to get him ready to go, but I'd move him to the pen with the idea of, Hey, look, you're going to be a starter for us. But, but you're, at this point right now, you're not helping the team. Uh, us having to yank you before five innings every time it's not helping. So do you think there might be something to that? Like, Hey, just give him the pen to get more confidence back. Maybe, but I think that it would be a huge knock at his confidence because Davey Martinez and Mike Rizzo have both expressed nothing but confidence in him up until this point. Uh, you know, every start, you know, we talked to Davey and, and he says something along the lines of, you know, I believe that he's going to go out there and, and deal today. You know, they, they at least outwardly, they believe right. that, you know, and maybe when Steven Strasburg and Joe Ross do make it back in the rotation, there's a bit of a roster crunch. If you have a couple of guys that are pitching well and you want to keep them in the rotation, then maybe you could have a conversation about moving Corbin. But, you know, if, if you do take Corbin out of the rotation right now, I mean, the next best option is, is you know, uh, Josh Rogers or Aaron Sanchez. I mean, it's not like they're really dipping into a deep well of starters here. Uh, you know, Kate Cavalli has only pitched four innings in each of his starts. I don't think he's made it through five at all. Uh, so he's not ready to to make the jump in the major leagues. You know, Evan Lee is is one of their top pitchers uh, still on the 40 man. You know, he's still in double A. Uh, Gerardo Carrillo just went on the injured list. I can't remember what for, but, you know, their their starter depth is hurt. It is it is not good. So they really aren't don't have a ton of options. I think right. if there was one thing you wanted to try, if you were really feeling desperate about jumpstarting him is maybe try, you know, piggybacking an opener with him, you know, say like, Hey, we'll, we'll get somebody out there to pitch the first inning. They first face the first three, four batters. And then you don't have to worry about facing the bulk of the opposing team's lineup until the fit, the fifth or sixth inning. So maybe that gives you a better chance of going deeper into the ball game, but you know, at the end of the day, he's not even really giving them that much innings anyway. So uh, I don't think that they are really – they're, they're going to trot them out there every five days, and it's just going to be something that national fans are going to have to endure for a while. But this, but it, here's the thing. It's, it's that bad that we're talking about it, right? Like it is at the point now where this is that bad. Um, because, you know, you could say, well, it's a small sample size of this season, but – it's it's just this is more. No, of the I mean, same we pulled out the numbers since 2020. Right, you know, exactly. This, this is yeah. It's this a is big sample. Yet. This is over 200 innings. I think he's pitched 251 innings in the last right. two plus years. So, so yeah, that's that's a big sample. No, I will say like the one thing about him that we can't talk about like other pitchers is that he's been healthy. So yeah, I guess it's the one plus. He's like, at least he's out but there. Here's to start the every thing. Five he's, days. he's made tied for the tenth most starts over that span. He's made 46 starts, but he's 23rd in innings. So that kind of shows you that disparity wow. there where he's yeah. not going deep, where he's he's up there in the number of times pitch, but the, the innings is not stacking up with you know his peers. Uh, all right. So one more quick word from our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you by Rock Auto and rockauto.com. Best place to find parts for your car or truck, any type of part, anything you need, they've got there. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? Go to rockauto.com today. They're more reliable. Uh, they are a family-run business serving auto parts customers online for nearly 20 years. Go to rockauto.com today. Use Locked On in the How'd You Hear About Us box. That way they know we sent you. Amazing selection, always low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. Uh, Matt, also the offense was horrific this weekend. Um, to me, it is a, you know, 
this offseason when they signed Cesar Hernandez, like God love him, decent player. Actually, his numbers right now like really on par with what I thought, but this lineup needs more than that to get going at this point in time. It's just I think it's pretty clear at this point that, you know, offense is down across baseball. And that's not going to help out a lineup like this if, if you know if the ball is not flying out of the park. Um, this is not a not the same lineup that's built to hit a lot of home runs, but like you know, if your three, four, and five is Soto, or two, three, four is Soto, Cruz, and Bell, um, they might suffer from that a little bit. And also, just it's not a lineup feels like it's, it's constructed to uh, to to do a lot right now, too. Yeah, no, I mean, honestly. We talked a lot about the the back of the lineup and its struggles um, and how that is contributing to their uh, lack of production. But also the the complete dearth of offense from Nelson Cruz has been huge, you know, hitting him right behind Soto. He, you know, has a couple of home runs, but that's really all he's been able to do uh, this year. And, you know, they're paying him to be that, that rock solid middle of the lineup guy. And trust me, it's 15 games in or whatever. I, I highly doubt that he's going to be putting up these numbers the entire year, but for the Nationals relative lack of production, you know, that's a huge part of it. I mean, I think uh, they going into Saturday so after Friday night, they had gone 100 straight innings without scoring at least four scoring fewer than four runs every inning. So three runs or fewer in any. They didn't have a four run inning that whole time. And then they extended that streak through the weekend. So that's now 118 straight innings that they haven't had a four run inning. I mean, that's that's pretty bad. You know, you need these big innings, uh, you know, where you're you know hitting guys. With runners in scoring position, the Nationals uh, are up there in runners stranded this year. They've actually had uh, among the most RBI chances uh, in baseball, but they haven't been able to drive guys in. And, you know, that you can call that timely hitting, which is something that is theoretically going to even out, you know, kind of regress toward the mean uh, throughout the season. Uh, you know, the Guardians are on the other side of that. They've been the most effective team with runners in scoring position. So if you're trying to short a team, Guardians might be the team because their offense might be a little fluky, but um, you know, the nationals are, are really struggling when moments where it really matters. And, you know, even Soto uh, for that matter uh, with how few RBIs he has so far this year, uh, it just kind of shows that, you know, if, if they are going to compete, this offense needs to be better than it is because the pitching staff, as we know, is really not going to hold its weight. Yeah. Um, since they had the off game, the off day last week, Due to the the weather cancellation to last Monday, so it's a week at, week away from when you and I are talking a week ago, on the 18th. Six runs, fine. One run, two runs, three runs. One run, two runs, three runs. Um, and then before that, even you know, three runs, four runs. So, you know, this this was an offense built off of of upside, right? You'd hope Nelson Cruz was kind of the guy he was. You hope Cesar Hernandez would be like you know, his average, you, you hope that Alcides would keep it up. You hope that Lane Thomas would be the guy last year. You hope K bear Ruiz would come and hit well. And I mean, Michael Franco gives him credit. He's done well. You'd hope Victor Robles would turn it around. You know, it, there's a whole lot of hope. Now I will say on, on the positive side of this, it might be showing that there actually were not as many reliable long-term guys as, as we thought. Now it's only 18 games in, but like, a lot of these guys have kind of looked like, you know, much like Patrick Corbin, like the guy that they have been in recent history, right? Lane Thomas looks more like the guy that was in St. Louis than he was the guy in Washington. Victor Robles looks more like the, you know, the non 2019 Victor Robles that we thought he might, we would might be. Um, Alcides looks more like the guy that was out of the league for a bit of time for the nationals. Got him. Am I, am I off on that? 
No, I mean, those are all fair assessments so far. You know, Alcides Escobar is among the, the lightest hitters in all of baseball. I believe his average exit velocity is still the, the lowest among qualified players. Uh, you know, Lane Thomas, as you mentioned, he was a 172 hitter in St. Louis, came over the Nationals and, and really hit well, but that BABIP was pretty high, so he's come back a little bit. I still like Thomas's upside. I think that he can yeah, be a yeah. you know fourth outfielder who maybe starts you know a hundred games in a season here or there and, and gives you solid uh you know 700 750 ops baseball but uh so far he's obviously been pretty slow kbit ruiz has actually kind of been hit or miss he has a bunch of multi-hit games so when he's on he's on but uh when he he has also had a lot of you know over threes over fours so um, you know, and the power is not the power is not there yet for him there. But I, I don't know if that's a baseball thing or a him thing. He's had a lot of I've noticed he's had a lot of deep, deep fly, fly balls, balls that are caught yeah. at the warning track. Right. And, you know, maybe later in the summer uh, or with a different baseball, uh, you know, lack of humidity or all that kind of stuff. Maybe that would be different. Those would be go over in the fence. So I think we have to kind of wait and see uh, how he does. You know, as as the weather heats up. But overall, th- this is not what the Nationals were hoping for. Like you said, it was a lot of you know kind of hopeful high upside guys hoping that they kind of turn things around, reverse the narrative. But uh, overall, I mean, just listen to these on-base percentages. This is the the nine most uh, started guys in their lineup. 273, 446, bet you can guess who that is. Uh, 275, 207, 290, 255, 186, 405, 260. So it's Bell and Soto are both over 400, and then everybody else is pretty much under three. And that, you know that's just not going to cut. Yadiel Hernandez uh, has started to, to hit well lately, and they're getting him in the lineup more. Um, but seeing him in defense on defense in left field, it can be a little scary sometimes. So that's kind of where we're at. I hope the fans, in a non-ironic way, start chanting "Lock him up" whenever Josh Bell gets a hit. Now, I feel like that would be that'd be appropriate. I mean, at this point, they don't have many other hitters that they can get super. He might say, about. "No, I'm gonna get some money somewhere else." He might say, "You guys yeah. wouldn't." He's got Scott Boris as an agent, so yeah. Well, that's 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 true, and, and I bet I bet now with the way he started, and I'm sure he cool off, cool off, whatever. But if I'm Scott Boris, I'm like, "But we're good." Like you know, yeah. like, we're good. Well, right the Nationals now. Had, when when I talked to him on opening day, the Nationals had not approached him at all for an extension, not even to begin talks or anything. So they seem. I mean, Mike Rizzo said it. You know, they're not talking with anybody until they figure out Soto's future. And Soto wants to see the team which, win. Which so well, here's the, I mean like, that means me there's just no nothing coming. Oh, but it doesn't make much sense because when when that person is, it's such a massive contract. You know that 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 like I do small business. You know, no no offense, it's not small business, Josh Bell, but like compared to, to you know half a billion dollars. You know, to, to compared to you can go and buy your own sports team money. It is somewhat small business. So, like, you can do smaller business, I think. You know, just because a guy is priority number one doesn't mean you can't do other other business, in my opinion. Just well, I think also, you know, as we've kind of heard the reporting on um, the team being uh, put up for, for auction or whatever. That would put you know, the, the stop sign on that, too, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, we haven't seen them sign a multi-year deal in two seasons. Uh, their payroll is down 50 million. The commercial real estate business that the learners have their money built on has suffered. Uh, you know, if you are selling the team, you could make the argument, and we've talked about this, that having Soto locked up long term makes the Nationals a more mm-hmm. valuable product. But the Nationals overall are in debt as a team, and they're already owing Max Scherzer 
10 or 15 million for the next six years. They owe Steven Strasburg like 45 million a year, including both his current contract and deferred money from his last contract. They're obviously paying Patrick Corbin for a few more years. If you sign another guy like Josh Bell, you're looking at a lot of expensive contracts that whoever would be buying the team would then have to inherit. And, you know, they, the Nationals, if they are being sold, might not consider anybody else worth signing because it might actually devalue the product, even though Bell is a good player, having right. his money on the books when the Nationals are in debt and they really don't have you know, a lot of payroll flexibility because of the other contracts they already have, you know, that might actually hurt the selling price. Mm. So unfortunately that's kind of where we're at right now. All right, Matt Wyrick, NBC sports, Washington, where can people find you and your work and all of its variety? Yeah. You can uh, check me out on Twitter at by Matt Wyrick and follow all of my written work over at NBC sports, Awesome, Matt. Appreciate your time, man. No problem. Thanks, Josh.